The following opinions and ideas are that of the host and or contributors of the Eat This with Leanne podcast and are for purposes of general information and entertainment only and do not necessarily reflect the thoughts or ideas of the distributor. Broadcasting to the world from Insider Closet and high above the streets of Toronto, this is Eat This with Leanne. Here's your host, registered nutritionist, Leanne Philipson. It started with a few sneezes, a drippy nose, where if a tissue wasn't a hand, it was a pretty embarrassing situation of a literal runny nose. Then the next day, my energy, well, that started to dwindle. Later, the body aches, they crept in. I thought it was a cold up until the all-night cough-a-thon started to happen. It was, I was almost like a cuckoo clock chiming on the hour. I'd wake up and cough until exhaustion and then fall back to sleep until the next bout. Then the chills kicked in, which signaled a fever, but it was kind of waffling around a 37.1 or so said my pretty old ear thermometer that I've had since my teenage kids were babies. It took a couple of days to get up to what I know is a real fever, which is over about 38 degrees Celsius. Now I'd go between feeling warm, not so hot, and then almost my teeth chattering, and then submerse myself in an Epsom salts bath just to warm up. Having started a new job this week, working from home has been the biggest blessing. My drive to push through how I feel and work to deliver. I just kept thinking, I gotta keep going, I gotta keep going and not let the team down. Well, that has not been a blessing. The insanity of being sick, needing sleep and not getting any of that is what I have yet to figure out. As you have heard me say before, knowledge is power, especially for us overthinkers. Knowing that my body, what on earth is it's going through and what can help it while having the respect and even like pride that my body and my immune system knows what to do. This army is coming to my defense. It shows up to deal with whatever it is that's being thrown at it. Well, that's something to be positive about. Holding that more positive mindset and trusting the process and the intelligence that my body holds Well, does that make a difference? I've had to flip the script on a lot of my thoughts as you can hear that I am sick. I have absolutely had the flu this week and it has beat my butt. Now, catching myself having this mental pity party about how awful I feel thinking, why me? Why, why when I'm so healthy, did this hit me and hit me so hard? I flip that script to things like I am strong. I trust my body and its wisdom to deal and heal from all of this, especially in the middle of the night after another exhausting coughing episode. Now, I'm not sure if exactly if it did help, but the emotional heaviness that I felt sure shifted as just super fast when I did. Now, flus, colds, and other viruses, they're all here to stay. And although different variants, varieties, strains, well, we all have to deal with them all. Today on Eat This with Leanne, I'm going to be vulnerable in sharing my experience with the flu over the past week and bring on one of our listener favorites, Dr. Davis Brockenshire, to deeply explain what the hell is going on. The insufferable length of time that a a virus can last, well, it kind of seems to vary, but no matter how long it lasts, there's a process going on to the body that we don't fully understand. Having the flu for the past week, sharing my experience and using my experience to ask specific and pointed questions and talk through some of my fears and the crazy thinkings that I just need to push through. Come on, you can keep going. You can do this. Could help you and your loved ones navigate a cold and flu season like you haven't done before because our body does actually know how to fight. But how are we supporting it? Is it our emotions that are slowing us down? Is it what we're eating is really affecting us or not eating is not helping too? What on earth can we do to support ourselves? Why does your throat hurt sometimes and sometimes it doesn't? It's all stuck in your sinuses. 
then there's a lot to the conversation, really. But I think I'll save my voice and introduce our functional medicine expert, Dr. Davis Brockenshire from the Innovative Health Solutions Clinic in Plymouth, Michigan. If you haven't heard him on Eat This with Leanne, please just search Dr. B on all the episodes because there are many. So head back and see what else he's talked about if you like what he has to say today. All right, so welcome back, Dr. B. Now you can tell that I'm sick just from my voice and my crack a few times. I'll, I'll hit mute if I'm going to go for a, through a coughing spell. But um, like what happened? I mean, I don't know. You know, you're not going to know exactly what happened, but clearly the flu virus got me. Can you take, take me for a walk through what happens when a virus takes hold? And then can you ever stop it? That's going to be an interesting conversation, but thanks for having me back. <laughs> sure, you weren't seeing Taylor Swift and you just lost your voice. You don't want to tell anybody about it. <laughs> no, sadly, that was not it. I think, wasn't there something we couldn't even get tickets up here or something anyway? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's walk through why you feel the way you do, assuming it's influenza. Okay. It's a big assumption, right? Because... In the modern era, we can actually test for different bugs and see who it could be. But the funny part about testing is, let's say you went and had a COVID test and it was negative. Yes. And then you had an influenza test and it was positive. You're like, well, it must be influenza making me feel this way. But not necessarily. You know, you, you could test positive for influenza and have no symptoms. So the, the frustrating thing as a, a patient or a victim is uh, you're sick and you just don't know what to call this thing. So we're going to call it a flu. Okay. Right? But it could be an RSV adult version. It could be a weird cold. I mean, there's a million things it could be. Of course. So we'll, we'll call it influenza for now, a flu-like situation. And one of the hallmarks of that is the body aches. Mm. So your muscles get sore. In my experience, if it's soreness around the back or arthritic areas, that's definitely the flu. But if it's creeping around the neck and the base of the skull, usually that's more of a cold virus. But you can have both, which is a good time. And the reason you feel pain is your, your immune system's fighting that virus with a lot of inflammation. So that's where the inflammation sets in. When people say, well, my immune system is strong, it's going to fight off an attack. Well, it, it does that by inflaming itself, okay? So I'm sure everybody remembers the dreaded cytokine storm from 2020. Mm-hmm. That wasn't weather. COVID. That was COVID. And uh, turns out cytokines are anti-inflammatory or pro-inflammatory molecules, and your body uses those to fight things off. But what's interesting, in some people, they tend to throw too much in the way of cytokines. And so you get really inflamed and that's where you have a hard time breathing like asthma, your sinuses can swell shut, your ears hurt, your back hurts, your lungs hurt. It's inflammation, which is why, you know, when you take a a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory like ibuprofen or something, some people feel better. When you look at a lot of the cold and flu remedies, they typically have ibuprofen or uh, acetaminophen or, uh, well, they don't do aspirin as much as they used to, but you know, that's why it works. Um, one of my favorite uh, ads for NyQuil was NyQuil, because you can't cough if you're in a coma. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. You're, yeah, you're knocked out, right? It's kind of hard. That was an cough. ad? Yeah, it was a, at, in college at the University of Windsor when I was going there. Oh <laughs> Great for babysitters that's, everywhere. That's insane. And <laughs> I can be the first to say a cough will wake you up from that deadness. Exactly. So, sleep you know, has happened all week. NyQuil. What is it? It's an anti-inflammatory with a bunch of alcohol. All right. But uh, to continue to answer your question, that inflammation is systemic. So, you know, your brain can get inflamed. The lining of your arteries get inflamed. Your blood pressure can get weird. Uh, Everybody's heard the word myocarditis. You can have inflammation in the heart from a virus. Uh That's viral myocarditis. A lot of times the fatigue you feel is because you're body has to work harder to move blood right and the inflammation starts to affect your gut so you know if you already have leaky gut it's going to inflame the inflame that even more uh-huh. and then if you're looking at chinese medicine relationships well as the gut goes so the lungs go so if your gut is really inflamed your lungs will then get inflamed and take the stress off it 
And after a while, your body says, well, you know, I can't do this alone. So it calls in the kidneys. And since you have two of them, they start working really hard to act as filters and balance chemistry. And people forget that the pH of your blood has to be kept at a very specific number. When you're sick, the pH gets all out of whack. So the kidneys have to work extremely hard to balance that pH. And that's why you're getting up four or five times a night to pee. Even though you're you're hydrating, you're doing everything right. Um, it's important to make sure you're getting good minerals, you know, uh, teas and broths. That's why it's important to have lots of liquids because you need the minerals to keep your pH balanced. Right. I thought getting up five times in the night to pee was just because, well, I actually just thought, well, I might as well do something while I'm up again, having had a coughing fit. So right. I just thought, might, might as well just go for a walk, and go have a pee, drink a whole bunch more water again, another hour. I'll just do it all again. And when you cough, you usually stimulate the bladder anyway. So you have to go. Right. It's interesting, though. You know, the question about all these things is why now? Why is it in the northern hemisphere from Halloween till May 2-4? It's flu season. Well, didn't anybody else figure that out? I mean, it doesn't take much. You just need to look at a chart. What happens to the UV light from Halloween to mid-May? Yep. There isn't any. It's it's There's no vitamin D. And uh, if you correlate a flu season chart with the incident of MS, they line up. So if you go north of the 45th parallel, you'll see the incidence of MS go up and flu go up. And there's a big relationship to vitamin D and inflammation there. Um, the other component is what happens north of the 45th when it's cold out. Furnaces kick on, humidity drops, we're inside. What happens when humidity goes below 50% is the lining of your respiratory membranes gets a little dry. And so if it's drying out, then infection can penetrate much easier. So you ask the question, why me? And why not everybody else I'm around? If the lining of your throat or sinuses is drying out for whatever reason, and you're around somebody who is expressing the flu, okay, they have the flu, they're coughing and wiping their nose, those flu particles can get in your body much easier. Right. So our remedy here is make sure you've got your humidity control set. Don't let things dry out. And you know all the rules of that. Um, And the other kicker is in the fall, mold goes up dust goes up. Most people have sensitivities to those. And so that inflames the membranes. Now you've got allergies on board and, uh, you know, enter quercetin because you figured out, Hey, this stuff actually works. That was your brilliance from when I had COVID and, and yeah, a brutal cough, like even worse than this, this past week. And, um, and that stuff was magic. It, it honestly halted it within 24 hours. And then I'd think it was like at two in the morning, I threw another coughing fit. I thought, okay, what else have I got? What have I got? So I went to like my third, you know, haven't used this in a while kind of box of supplements and thought there's some quercetin in here. So pulled that out, took four pills of that and then kept on doing it. And again, it took probably 24 hours or not quite. I'm, I mean, I'm still coughing, but not to the same, not with the same frequency as before. You and I always bring things back to food. And so years ago, I made a correlation. I thought it was interesting in Michigan in the fall. It's, it's apple cider season. You know, everybody's got a cider mill. You stand outside in the freezing rain to get donuts and cider. Cause that's what you do. You know, okay. Now we have a winery. And you can see where that goes. But I always wondered, okay, so quercetin is very good. It's very useful. Um, where do we get it? In what foods? And doing research in the skins of apples. Oh, darn. I thought you were going to say donuts. No. Nope. I thought you were going to say donuts. Apple fritter. <laughs> you need an apple fritter if you're going down that road, Chris. But think about it. The wisdom of nature says, okay, if we're going to pop ragweed and mold and leaves and dust, apples are high in quercetin. And so you start making cider with a good press and the skins are on. Now you're thinking rosé, but that's apple cider. So hot apple cider actually is a decent source of food-based quercetin. It's not going to cure your cough, but it's a nice hot drink. Um, And so you look at how nature kind of prepared us for winter right yeah um 
And then the question I had historically was, why was it World War II did Churchill declare that cod liver oil was a national resource? Mm. So when they sent the children of the country to get out of London from the bombings, they yeah. sent them with cod liver oil. Everybody was allotted an amount of cod liver oil. And if you think about the UK, you know, you've been there, you know what it's yep. like. It's dark, it's cold, it's damp. Yep. What is in cod liver oil that helps the body fight viruses? D and A, both. D and A, yeah. Huh? Vitamins A and D. Yep. And it's not the oil, it's the vitamins. Now, unfortunately, yep. in the modern world, those are processed out of the oil. And then they're added back in at lower levels. But it's, this isn't new. I mean, humans have been dealing with this forever. You know, so again, why you, Leanne? Why now? Well, I think that there is, there's a couple of ways of looking at it. If I'm really just in my head, um, my daughter had the flu. Mm-hmm. And I saw her very briefly. And she said, Mom, I'm, you know, I've been sick. You know, are, are you okay? to give me a hug and I hadn't seen her for a month. So I said, I'm fine to give you a hug. And I did. And there could be, you tell you tell us if there's something about getting bugs from your family more so than, you know, surfaces and all that kind of stuff. But my symptoms are very similar to hers. So my assumption is that. And Same variant. Yeah. yeah. The second thing is that when I get too busy, I've just had a pretty big change, pretty big life change with a new job. and you know, things were busy, things were emotional. There was a lot of change and a lot going on. And when I get sick and people around me aren't, and, you know, I'm coughing and spluttering and sleeping in the same bed with my partner and he's all fine and dandy, then I think, huh, maybe this is just more directed at me. And it's something to slow me down and say, okay, come on, woman, you got to look after yourself. Excellent observation. The power of science is really observation, right? Right. That's the secret to, to science is pay attention. So what I've observed over the last 22 years in practice is when somebody's burning the candle at both ends, uh-huh. pushing it hard, and they hit those goals, life is great. They did it. You sit down, you go, you know what? I'm awesome. I did it. And yep. you finally relax. Your immune system says, holy smokes, we got a minute here. Let's get at it. Right. It is possible that you've been holding on to several viral patterns and your body finally said, okay, you know, let's take a minute and get this. We've got the time to do it now. Right. Uh, I talk to doctors around the world and they'll always tell me, why do they always get sick Thursday night? Because you don't work Fridays. Right. Oh, and so that gives them the weekend to recover to get back for Monday. You have the space. Again, that's observation. I don't have a study to back that up. No. Um, But another interesting study with all the post-COVID sequelae stuff is uh, boys versus girls. That's a hot Mm. topic. Okay. uh, You know, chromosomally, biologically, there are differences. And the biggest difference has to do with how women's physiology processes hormones when you're fertile. So if you're a cycling female you have to wrestle with histamine as a hormone. And a lot of times, let's say you're ovulating or you're menstruating, or if you're on the pill, your body will use histamine as an inflammatory chemical. So you hear people say, I don't know if it's the flu. I think it's just allergies. Right. Well, you're right. It's both. And as that histamine is being pushed to help your body attack and, and remove and drain and push things through the liver, if it's been going on for a while, you can actually develop a sensitivity to your own collagen. So basically, you end up with an allergy to your own collagen as a woman, and that's why you read about things like hair loss post-COVID. And really? so, yeah, it's pretty wild. We haven't had a chance to talk about all the new post-COVID stuff, but no, we haven't. When you're sick months. for a long time, you have these reactions, and as you're feeling the aches, the pains, the soreness in the ribs. It used to be thought that your ribs are sore because you're using them to cough. Mm. And that's true. But in actuality, another step to that process is the connective tissue between your ribs yep. is getting stretchy. It's getting, it's loose. It's hypermobile because your collagen is is being used. 
and your body will basically eat its own collagen to fight. Interesting. So that's the another fact, the, fact, the fact that I take collagen all the time. Well, a couple of things. Me yeah. personally, you I'm not. I'm not cycling because I'm still in that right. peri perimenopause place. Not quite menopause yet, but um, not dealing with that. But definitely know that I have issues with histamine. That's why I don't drink. And that's why why you well because your body says well this is how i'm going to handle it right and uh you know one of the research studies that's always done every year is does chicken broth really do anything right well it does <clears throat> except for ramen noodles doesn't do anything no but uh they're always trying to figure out what part of chicken broth you know what part of a watch tells time what's right. the whole thing Right. But in reality, real chicken broth that's high in collagen, the gelatinous chicken broth, yep, that's the good stuff. Mm. So uh, because of the because of the collagen, well, yeah. like you like you said, because of all of it. Because oh, of the collagen is a big piece to that, uh, as well as all the other compounds that are in there. So if your bone broth's got a little jiggle jiggle to it, then you it's, know that's the medicine. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good. It's a, now, if it a, comes out of a, a package thing. and you have to add water to this powder, then it's mostly MSG. Yeah, no, okay. there's just no comparison. You have to make it yourself. Yeah. And I have a beautiful recipe in my award-winning book, Sprout Right Family Food, to make meat broth, which has an awful lot of fat in it as well. So the transportation of the minerals, and uh, it, it's it's a it's a whole other thing, and it's super tasty because we really do like fat even though you kind of think, well, maybe not, or you still have that old school thinking that, no, I can't have fat. Everything has to be fat free or take the fat off or whatever. Well, no, you don't just have it. Right. You have an award-winning book, Leanne. You should mention it from time to time, you know? I know. I you haven't should. said that. You should bring I haven't it up. said that for a while, have I? That's <laughs> awesome. This is Eat This with Leanne. So let's talk about like different symptoms. So uh, why why do we sometimes get sore throats and, and why not? And like, why does your nose start dripping sometimes before your throat starts hurting or like what? I don't know. It's just all different symptoms. Like you said, you can get the body aches. I guess it just depends on the strain of the virus. It all depends on a couple things. Number one, you and your history. Right. So what is your what is your uh, humoral and innate immunity look like? What are your Treg cells doing these days? What kind of shape are you in? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you well nourished? Have you had sleep? Okay. Mm. Um, How's your nervous system? Yeah, all of that. Right. Then the site of infection. So if you inhaled the viral particles and that's where they set up shop, then that's how you'll see the the infection symptoms progress. It'll start let's say in the sinuses and go from there. Uh, but if it came in through an oral route, let's say you breathe in through your mouth when somebody coughed and it got down into the lungs and the throat, then you'll see it in the lungs first. A lot of people starts in the sinuses and goes to the lungs due to drainage. And the sore throat piece is that drainage from the sinuses where the viral material is in the mucus and it's inflaming the heck out of the tonsillar area in your throat. And I had a, a patient tell me recently, she said, it feels like I brushed my, my teeth with a toilet brush. Oh, my mouth is killing me. I'm like, that's a visual. Wow. <laughs> Nasty. What else did yeah. you do? With it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but everybody's got their own description. You know, it feels like broken glass when I swallow. I'm like, yeah, well, razor blades. Yeah. Razor blades. And honestly, I think that's one of the worst symptoms because you are trying to swallow. It hurts, all that stuff. It is awful. Thankfully, um, I have not had that. The drippy nose was the first thing for me. Yeah. So with you and your histamine issues, you'll see the drippy nose. Right. And uh, people with severe allergies, you'll you'll typically see it in the lungs. And that's where the asthma becomes a serious issue. But the other thing to consider is, you know, there's staph and strep naturally present in the sinuses and the throat. And a lot of times that those two bacteria, when they're presented with viral material, they will also get a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs mm. and they'll start to inflame things as well. Mm. So as crazy as it sounds, some doctors will recommend a broad spectrum antibiotic when somebody has the flu with sore throat and sinuses and they may feel better. Now, we all know that an antibiotic is not going to help a virus, right? but it does 
kind of push out of the way the bacteria that could be out of balance. Now, again, that's not recommended, but some doctors still do that. And if you've ever had that, that's why it worked. Um, but the gut inflammation piece is big too. You know, I'll have people say, uh, I only get the flu when I party really hard. Mm. Okay, well, you need to make that connection. Right. Um, why do people, when you do studies on influenza, long haul traveler studies, so people that would commute from, say, Sydney to LA, yeah, they always end up with a higher incidence of viral infection. Well, it's an overnight flight. So you don't sleep. You typically yep. drink an alcohol and you're eating food you don't normally eat. Well, and, and you're, you're also in a tube with other yeah. people who've got stuff. And your exposure is high. Right. So I guess the best thing you can do, A, is take care of yourself, right? Get some sleep, eat right, think right, don't freak out. Mm. And uh, if we learned anything through the pandy, it's wash your stinking hands. Yeah. If you're wearing a mask, don't wear the same mask every single day. Right. Like for good Lord, clean that thing, get a new one. Um, if you're using public transportation, turn your head away from people, right? Mm -hmm. Don't share the same air, stuff like that. It's common sense. Um, as most people know, if you're a school teacher or a caregiver, you are walking around full of bugs because your exposure is really high. And uh, if you're a healthcare provider, you're a pretty tough person because you've probably got every virus out there right now, but how do they get through it? Yeah. How do they? We do, you know, you just, you keep pushing your body as a memory. So experiments lately on COVID, you know, wife has really bad case of COVID. Husband's like, well, let's see if I have antibodies. Mm-hmm. Now, technically the husband should get COVID. Right. No COVID. In fact, nobody else in the house gets COVID, just the wife figure. Hmm. So there's the histamine piece, the hormone piece. Right. But you know, to say that if we had 100 people waiting in line at Disney World in closed quarters and one person had the flu, you can't predict how many people in that line are going to manifest the flu. Right. And that's the problem with uh, making, you know, pandemic predictions. Right. I mean, we're seeing that in China right now. Oops, it didn't work. So right. there is a lot of fear around it. And as you've experienced, not being able to breathe is kind of a post-traumatic stress situation. Well, there is, there is a lot of, there is a lot of fear and, um, you know, what I've experienced this week and the reason for doing this episode is because this is all fresh in my mind and bringing up the emotional piece to getting through any kind of sickness, I think is a, is something that's not always talked about. and you know, that, that fear that, oh my God, when is this going to end? Or even some nights is even when is the morning going to finally come? Because that darkness overnight. And I think the first night when I was literally coughing every hour, I was like, okay, well, it's two o'clock. I wonder what'll happen at three. And then we're getting closer halfway through the night now. You know, I was really trying to talk myself out of all of this and plus the guilt of me just, you know, hacking my way through, through the night. So, um, you know, waking up my, waking up my partner and saying, gosh, I'm so sorry, you know, I'm so sorry because I was scared. And if I was left alone as well, I would potentially be more scared. It is such a vulnerable place to be and defenses are down. Obviously your immune system is working hard. Um, and you know the guard my guard is down i am more of a um the word needy pops into my mind but it's not that it is just you know i'm a tough cookie and saying that i need comfort and need support is um you know takes a lot for me to say now i'm going to well up <laughs> um but i definitely have needed that this week Cause it's really hard. It's hard to feel this crappy and not feel like you have control over what is happening to your body. Being vulnerable and asking for help are not your superpowers. No, they're not. But you're developing them. So we love you, Leanne. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. For people like you who just power through, mm-hmm. they're forced to just lay flat and ask for help. 
nah, you're you're thinking, no, nah, this sucks. I'm leaving the planet. I'm not doing this. <laughs> but you don't get a choice, right? So fear, shame, and guilt are the driving emotions behind that. Yeah. Much like American politics, right? And um, you, you saw that Trump has thrown his hat in the ring again. So we're all fear, shame, and guilt. Right. But uh, I bring that up because when Trump got COVID way back in the day, he said he got it because he let his guard down mentally. Mm. And there's this line of thinking among elitists that, well, I just won't let it happen to me. It's the power of the mind, mind over matter and this and that. And while that plays a role, yeah, biology is biology. So it's like the guy that gets bit by a rattlesnake and says, oh, I'll be fine. I'm just going to beat this with my mind. And then he th- his throat closes and he dies. That's right. <laughs> yep, try again. Yep. So I guess the moral of the story is surrender. Yes. Let your immune system rock. Don't try to help it. This, it is yep. hard. Yeah, it is hard. But there are things that we can do, no? To support. Absolutely. So what is it that we do to support coughs versus a sore throat versus the headache? My teeth might my, my have been sensitive. And I know from experience of sinusitis in the past, I know what it looks like. So I'm self-diagnosing that I don't have that. When I blow my nose, it's there's really not that much there. And it sure as hell isn't green or yellow. Good. So, um, so I'm quite sure about that for myself. So are there, are there different things that we can do for any of these or all of these symptoms? Totally. And I've got a great way to come at this. But uh, let me ask you, do you have any root canals? No. If you have root canals and you start to develop those symptoms like you're describing, yeah, um, a lot of times it's the tissue around the root canal that's being inflamed from the infection. Mm-hmm. It sends people to the dentist so often they think the root canal's gone bad. But uh-huh. if you think about it, the root canal's dead. You shouldn't be able to feel it. It's the bone around it. Right. And that's another sign that chances are there is a latent infection. Mm-hmm. So if you have a cold or a flu and you have a root canal tooth starting to hurt, be alarmed and go get that looked at by a really good dentist. So why is it when you do a medical literature review on things that help the flu, everything is so controversial? There's so much controversy around it all because in medical science, they're chasing symptoms. Right. So they say, well, can something natural actually deactivate the flu virus? Well, yes and no. What's the holy grail here? It's not necessarily to wipe the the symptoms out because the symptoms are there because of the response that the body is performing. And that's why so many people have different symptoms. So the art of the science here from a naturopathic point of view is to support the body Uh through its process, Uh but make it so you don't have to feel so crappy. Right. Right. So that's our strategy. Let it run. Let it run its course. Let your body do its thing. But help your body do its thing so it's not robbing you of resources that you need for other things. Right. Okay. So there's our caveat. Mm -hmm. Um, Pharmaceutically, there are a couple antivirals that you could take within the first 48 to 72 hours of symptoms Mm -hmm. that may reduce your symptom severity and duration about 30%. Okay. Okay. Okay, so that's a lot of math, but if you do all the math, you got about a one in third chance of feeling better if you take this stuff in the first 72 hours. Got it. Unfortunately, in the first 72 hours, you're still in denial. Well, totally. I still just thought I had a drippy nose. I was, I was, I got a cold. Yeah. And then the downside to those drugs is they have a lot of interesting liver side effects. Mm, not so good. Not so good. So back to nature. Um, let's talk about a study that was done at a car manufacturer whose name is four letters. Oh. It with an F. You can think of a lot of four-letter F words, but this one's a car manufacturer. Uh-huh. Back in 2009, we had a pandemic. We all forgot about it, but it was a swine flu. Right. And this car company said, okay, you know, this is going to cost us a lot of money. So the car company who has a contract with Blue Cross at the time for their own medical insurance says, we're going to give every single employee a free flu shot since statistically it should help. So they did. Everybody got a free flu shot that year. Nobody wanted swine flu. And then in the wisdom of you know corporate America, they said, no, we just spent all this money. Can we find out a way if it's working? 
So they structured a study, said, yep, here in Dearborn, Michigan, they walked through the halls of their world headquarters and did a flu test on anybody and anyone that was sitting there. Like, don't move, swab next. So they flu tested the entire building. They had those results. They also knew who had a flu shot and who didn't. And it turns out that those who had the flu shot and tested positive for the flu were very symptomatic. They still came to work because this is pre-COVID. Right. Those who didn't have a flu shot and were positive for the flu had no symptoms. So they kind of scrapped the study real quick because it made everything confusing and everybody else look bad. But what that told me was, well, don't do that again because that was expensive. And number two, those who hadn't had the vaccine didn't even know they had the flu because they weren't tired. They were just pushing through. But the big story is everybody had the flu, so it didn't do any prevention. Right. And what they did as the study went on is those that were feeling the symptoms were administered N-acetylcysteine. Really? NAC helps with the symptoms of the achiness and the tired and the puffy swelling feelings. So even if you are fluish, taking you know, one to 2000 milligrams of NAC can help buffer those symptoms. Okay. Um, I just learned something new. That yeah. Was, funny, that, was funny not, story. that was not on my list of supplements that I was taking. I muscle tested myself yeah. to see what I needed and that did not come up. And if I test, tested it every, yourself, every day. When you test yourself, whether when you're sick, how do you know if it's you testing you or is the virus testing you? Mm, did not I know. those two apart. My head. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> It's like when you muscle test somebody pregnant, are you testing you or the baby? Yeah, very good point. Yeah, didn't think of it as the host. So a funny story about an awesome musical performer with another four-letter name that begins with a P, and it's a color. Um, Her uh, medical director called one time, and he's like, you got to get up here. She can't move. She hurt her back. So I talked her through it because I didn't feel like driving up there. And uh, I said, girl, you got the flu. She's like, yeah, I figured. But why does my back hurt? Because oh, you have the flu. What can I do about it? Set up an infusion. So get a bag of, you know, IV, hydration. And we're going to spike it with glutathione and vitamin C. 20 minutes later, she's like, I feel amazing. The show must go on. My back doesn't hurt. I'm glad I didn't drive up there because then I'd have the flu too because I'd be stressed out. Right. So, yeah, there's a lot of history in Hollywood of the show must go on, you know, and then they will perform sick um i know professional athletes that play with the flu they just get bags of ivs glutathione nac vitamin d the usual mm-hmm. they're not treating the flu right, right. they're giving they're the, body the body the tools it needs it to needs. do its job yeah now we're all thinking hey we should do some of that we want to be good to ourselves but when you have the flu a lot of people are not good to themselves, right? It's tough. It's they tough to take care off. of yourself. They eat sugar. Yeah. They don't sleep because they're binge watching stuff because they got nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, melatonin is very important when you have the flu. Yes. Been so doing that. Support melatonin orally and try to sleep. Um, there's been some really good work on elderberry. Mm-hmm. Before anybody freaks out, elderberry does not cause a cytokine storm. That was disproven. It will not cause any kind of brain inflammation. That's disproven. It's all in how it's prepared. Right. Now, you and I use something called Sambucus Intrinsic from time to time. Yeah. I'm sorry? Phys- Physica product called Sambucus. Oh, Sambuca. Oh, sorry. Sam, not Sam, Sambuca. Not Sambuca. <laughs> no. Nice try. Finally. Finally. <laughs> A treatment that I'm into. Finally. Yeah. Sam, Sambucus Nigra. Yeah. Okay. Getting into elderberry. Yeah. And um, cough, 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 all about the cough. I've been really dosing up on that, and I'm sure that that has yeah. helped too. That so what's with the elderberry? I mean, everybody's selling el- don't eat elderberry gummies. That's dumb. Get real elderberry <laughs> syrup. All right. right. Now, boys and girls, this is going to sound weird, but as a herb, and it's herbal because there's a H, <laughs> you have to add a little bit of alcohol to the elderberry syrup, if there isn't any, to unlock the phytochemistry of elderberry. It's a lot like the mushrooms. Bingo. Just a yeah. touch. 
Okay, so if you've got a little bit of, you know, crowning lying around, just do a quarter teaspoon into that elderberry syrup to unlock it. Now, if there we add there more, you go, Chris. If we add more alcohol, do we get more out of the elderberry? Only if you heat it. Oh. It's like a hot toddy kind of thing. So hot I was toddy. just going to uh, say uh, hot toddy. You told us about that for COVID. The I, hot wrote, I wrote that recipe down. It's in my phone. <laughs> yes. You wrote it in your phone. Knowing you, you probably wrote it in Sharpie on your phone screen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you got sticky notes all over the place, right? Yes, I do. <laughs> it looks like my cupboards. In my house, if you open the coffee cupboard, there's about six different notes on how to make different coffees and different remedies. Right. So, you know, my daughter gets up and says, oh, my God, my throat hurts. Well, you know what to do. And then she opens the cupboard, finds the throat sore sticky note. And, and then does that. Remedy. Oh, can you share that sticky yeah. note? Yeah, I'll show sticky I'll, I'll notes cupboards? The sticky notes. Yeah, please do. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to create them in my place. One of them is the Sambucus Intrinsic. Yeah. We add that to hot ginger tea. Yeah. With raw, ginger shots, not hot though. With raw honey, you need the heat. The heat will open the the herbs, but it'll okay. also cause blood flow to the area. So if you want to get that stuff into the system, you need okay. it warm. Heat, got it. Teas, tea, you know. Um, yeah. So elderberry is a big player. I think everybody should have elderberry syrup in their house at some level. Okay. Um, a friend of mine up in Traverse City, Michigan, they make their own. They're global now. It's called TC Elderberry. Cool. It's all handmade, local, organic. They even have their own bees for the honey. Nice. But, uh, you know, the syrup can't do it itself, right? You still need your activators. And so that's going to be vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E, vitamin K. Right. Um, and you're getting those in other places like the Soul Ray D. But... You told me that you made a really cool dish with some salmon and some yep. green and an egg. Yep. So, and you wanted your egg a little runny. Yes. Why? Because it's more nutritious. Exactly. Because the egg yolk is the highest natural source of vitamin A. Mm -hmm. Now, if you cook it hard, you lose some of the potency. Right. So if you're allergic to eggs, I'm, I'm apologizing to you then. Um, Find another source of vitamin A, which would be a good cod liver oil. Yeah. Not beta carotene. All right. That's a vegetable carotenoid. That's not true vitamin A. Right? We want a vitamin A ester, which means you can only get it from fat. Right. Now, if you're a hardcore carnivore, you know, go ahead and render some organic beef tallow and <laughs> do something with that. But uh, yeah, we mentioned the ginger, too. Yes, and I ginger. have these insane ginger shots. And what did I do yeah. with that? And like I said, it was cold. So that could, that could have been amped up for sure. And then also I had some fire cider from the market. Yummy. And um, and that had some honey in it. So I did the ginger shot, which makes my face go all funny because it's so damn hot. And then I followed it up with some fire cider. So the Chinese are our reference source for ginger and licorice. And with ginger, it's all about the prep. Is it raw ginger? Is it yeah. dried ginger? Is it baked? Was it harvested under a quarter moon? You know, like everybody's, each one has a story. So I'm not a fan of fresh ginger when you're sick mm. because it's too heating. And if you've got a fever, yeah. we don't necessarily want to drive it too hard. Okay. I That's called a diaphoretic that will actually make it more I was definitely heat. driving it then. But yeah. but also, let's talk about fevers for a second, because I had a crappy fever. Yeah. Well, and then I, the raw ginger would have been good. Yeah. And I didn't realize that I was actually driving it with the ginger. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess I was. Now, just so people understand what a crappy fever is, is anything under, I was using an ear thermometer, um, under 38, is your body is not actually hot enough. It's not, it, yeah, it's not hot enough. It needs to be 38, preferably over 39. And that's uncomfortable. Get an infrared thermometer. Mm, so you can okay. be more accurate. Okay. Um, the ears, yeah. I mean, that was purchased when? Oh, uh, when the girls, a shower gift when the girls were babies? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, how come our cars don't work that well for so long? Right? <laughs> yeah. Get yourself an infrared thermometer so you can do spot checks regularly. Perfect. Uh, yeah, now we're going to do a little first aid. So you need your thermometer, right? Yep. Infrared preferably. 
You need a pulse oximeter, the little thing that goes in your finger. Uh-huh. So you can monitor heart rate and blood oxygen. Okay. That will alleviate fear in most people. But so you could use your Apple Watch for that too, no? Not as accurate. I don't mm, care what Apple okay. says. We can. You'll get it's scared fine. if your Apple Watch says your heart rate's 170. Right. Oh, it's just a glitch. Right. Get a pulse ox. They're like 20 bucks. Okay. And they last long too. All right. So if the pulse is going up and your temperature is going up, then you're fevering. Uh-huh. Why does your body create a fever? To kill the bacteria or virus. Yeah, to get hot. But yeah. But how the hell does that work? Like, well, you it's just. Like, it's like cooking your chicken. Well, okay. So not exactly. So here's the gig. The highest concentration of calcium in the human body is in the bones, right? Yeah. Our bones are a calcium bank, and we're making deposits and withdrawals every day. Uh-huh. In order to activate your lymphocytes, right, your, your lymphatic immune system, yep. in order to turn those bad girls on, they need calcium. Uh. And so if you have to attack something from the inside out, all of those immune cells are saying, well, you know, give me my gun, I'm ready to go. And calcium is the weapon. Right. So by turning up the heat, you can pull calcium out of the bones because the body will use calcium to buffer that. And that will uh, activate those lymphocytes and you go to war. And that's why it's important to not necessarily shut down the fever right away. Now, there are times to do that. But in general, if you were to take a large bolus of calcium citrate or calcium lactate, Uh the fever goes down. So, uh, you know, I recommend people get just a small jar of calcium citrate. Yeah. Uh, back in the day, it was Citrical, and you would just add that to a hot beverage of your choice and drink it, and it'll help the fever. Mm, but you're not actually halting it because it's the, you're not stopping it. No, you're helping it do you're its helping thing. It. Great. Because most people would go for the little red pill, which I had sitting yeah. next next to my bed just in case for about three or four nights. Just make that, it stop. Yeah. And and actually, the only time that I took it was when I needed to do a meeting. Because I just needed to feel, and you know, when you said about the aches and depending on where it is, it hurt the most to sit in the back back of my legs and sort of my butt, just the bottom of my butt. I was like, God, this just aches so much. And I have a super comfy chair, the core chair. We've had him on the podcast. Remember that, Chris, when you're wiggling around all that kind of stuff, a super comfy chair. And I was like, I cannot sit for that long. This is odd. Now I know my fever broke last night. So I'm sitting on my wooden chair in the closet and I'm totally fine. If you have an infrared sauna, we found it very effective to hydrate and sauna with the fever, really Mm. support that heat, push it up and then get out cold shower, like you said, which is torture, but then wrap up, you know, wrap up in in a a thick house coat and blankets and cover your head and stay warm, drink hot stuff. And that'll promote that circulation. So you can get all your warriors to where they need to be. But uh, back to the ginger piece, because it is kind of fantastic that ginger is an anti-inflammatory. Mm-hmm. And so I recommend any respiratory stuff, sore throat stuff that you're using ginger with it, right? Uh, not just as an anti-inflammatory, but it does do things for the stomach and it helps thin the mucus. Right. And as you know, if your nose is running thick and you're letting that drain in your lungs, you end up with pneumonia, which is what kills people with the flu. Yeah, so this is a this is the next question I wanted to talk about. So this crazy cough that I have being really tight and painful because it is not moving and I know there's a ton of mucus there has to be that's sort of stuck in my lungs which is why I continue to cough and and I know that people out there listening don't necessarily understand that to have a productive cough is actually what your body's trying to do It's, it's captured everything and now it's trying to move it out mine is not moving just yet it's a bit better it's moving a little bit more so talk us through all of that. And then also, when on earth do you, when do you know that this has now turned? And, you know, of course, you always go to the doctor whenever you feel that you need to go. That's not us mm-hmm. telling you that. But what are some signs for like, okay, we've we've moved on to an itis, like a bronchitis, 
or we've got a chest infection. Uh, typically, yeah. you'd know, like with the sinusitis, like I said, I'm only talking about my experience. You know, when you start blowing your nose and you're seeing green, it's, it's you know, there's definitely more going on there. We call that the oh snap moment. Before we do that, the lung piece. Yeah. Everybody understands why their sinuses would hurt. There's pressure. Right. The lungs are full of lymph nodes as well. And so they're creating mast cells and, and moving mucus around. And what happens is a lot of those immune cells can get thick and get stuck. Mm. And because the lungs are relatively thin, right? It's a big airbag. Right. The, the, the lymph nodes, when they swell, they create restriction on the lungs. And, and one of the reasons your neck gets sore is the lymph nodes in your neck are swollen. Yeah. Same with your low back. So when that's happening in your lungs, you can't inflate them all the way. Right. But then your brain says, you know, something wrong. We have a pressure gradient issue. And so that could be called pleuritis or pleurisy. Mm-hmm. That pressure gradient issue then triggers more inflammation to try and move things along. Mm-hmm. And uh, then you get scared, which then decreases blood flow to the lungs, which then right. increases the pressure gradient. And you get in that cycle. Right. Um, there are natural expectorants, you know, ginger being one of them. And mm-hmm. eating it up is key. But there's, you know, what did great grandma rub on your feet when you had a cough as a kid? Fix. Vicks Vapo Rub. What makes Vicks? Eucalyptus. Yeah. Eucalyptus oil helps dilate the membranes of your lungs. Doesn't have to go on your feet. Put it on your feet because they didn't want you wiping it off. But if you diffuse eucalyptus, and one of the tricks I've learned with essential oils is, for example, eucalyptus, get in a hot shower, all right? Put a drop or two into your shampoo and just lather the crap out of your hair and take deep breaths. That's eucalyptus will tingle the skull, right? Yeah. Gets the scalp going, draws blood to the head. Now you're breathing it in. Your membranes are dilating it, so on and so forth. So we do that heavy. Um, you can make little bath bombs and put eucalyptus oil in it. You can put a drop or two in a big wine glass with some hot water. Mm-hmm. Don't drink it. Right. We're using Just the wine glass to concentrate the vapors. Close your eyes and breathe through your nose. <laughs> Don't mm-hmm. let those vapors hit your eyes. That's and this is what we've stuff. done with kids, you know. My mommy, I can't breathe. Well, your pulse ox is fine. Your pulse is good. Breathe this in, and all of a sudden, just hacking phlegm everywhere. Right. Uh, what's the medical treatment for this stuff? You know, you're going to get an inhaler. You're going to get a steroid. You probably get an antibiotic. Right. Uh, the idea today is let's try to take the stress off the healthcare system. The last place you want to go is to an ER in Peterborough stand outside in the snow and wait to get in only to be told you can't be seen. So the more we can do at home, uh, the better. So your first aid is, you know, take your temperature, keep track, yep. take your pulse, take your blood oxygen, uh-huh. track. If your blood oxygen drops below 90, yeah. go in right? because you're not beating it. Uh-huh. If your pulse, particularly in a child, if the pulse just keeps going up, 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 now it's, it's over 125, 130 call your doctor because that little body is working really hard to breathe. Mm -hmm. Um, But oils, you know, we never really get into oils much, but eucalyptus is great for this. Tea tree is also, but easy on the tea tree and keep it away from guys. Tea tree has been shown to shrink the gonads in young men. So (laughs) unless you're trying to do that, um, (laughs) save with eucalyptus. An odd thing for it to do. Yeah. Isn't that strange? Because hmm. it's anti absolutely everything. And I yeah, guess anti anti, anti gonads. Okay. Who knew? Um, they need to put you... that on the label. They really do. Yeah. No boys allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the four thieves vinegar, you know, where a lot of people are familiar with the recipe for thieves oil. Right. You know, it's, it's your classic four thieves vinegar, which is used during the plague. And I don't mean last week. I mean, you know, back in the dark ages. Right. So clove is a good one. Cinnamon yep. oil, stuff yep. like that. Yeah. Uh, and the reason they work is they protect the airways. Hmm. So during the pandy there, when I was flying all over the country on an airplane with nasty people, I might put a drop of thieves oil on my mask. Yes. I remember you talking about that. Actually. Breathing that in. Um, so yeah. use your oils. Now, what's our warning with oils? Most people that are trying to sell you oils will tell you they cure everything. Right. 
No, but they do help and they're very useful and every home should have the basics. So it's in my layer. Office, we have a, a supplement area for all employees in the office and it includes peppermint oil, eucalyptus yep, yep. oil, orange oil, and thieves. Nice. Because we don't get sick days. Mm. We got to power through. Yeah. So use your pulse ox, use your pulse, you know, um, take your temp blood pressure. If you have it, it's worth looking at uh, and make sure you've got often just electrolytes. So you've got spectrolyte, you've got rehydrate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Another thing Both you brought physical up. physical products. Yeah. You brought up the HPA LF. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've list. been taking HPA that I, that I've, um, I've been taking as a list of my supplements. You'll see all those over on leannephillipson.com. And so you, you took it for the right reasons to support the stress response, but the H or H stands for hypothalamus. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a stress gland, but the hypothalamus is what dictates your body temperature. Oh. So if you're wrestling with this, you know, indolent fever situation, you would want to take the HPA formula oh. to support the gland. I mean, you're, you're eating it. a New Zealand hypothalamic gland. It's, it's amazing nutrition. Right. So good thing then. That yeah. Brought up, that brought up my fever again to be a good one. Yeah. It's, it's just awesome medicine. This is real medicine, right? Right. Right. Um, and then when we get into the mushrooms, obviously the Ganoderma, shiitake, maitake combo. Yeah. And if you're sick, if you're actually fighting an infection and you feel weak, turkey mm-hmm. tail. Right. Been doing uh, that every day. So you can get cocktails with mushrooms and they know where to get uh, the mushrooms you and I are using. The five, but, def- uh, five defenders, the real mushrooms. That link yeah. is again over on Spurt, right? Uh, sorry, on leeannphillipson.com for you too. They, they do better with heat. Mm. So when you're sick, I always make a, the kids a mushroom hot chocolate. Nice. A little bit of organic cocoa. Yeah. A little bit of maple syrup. Yeah. Maple syrup. Yeah. And then the mushrooms, mm-hmm. hot water. Mm-hmm. Let it steep for about five minutes. Okay. It's a little chunky. Yeah. And then uh, whisk it up or froth it with an espresso machine and Brilliant. serve. It's absolutely delicious. So you take it out of those capsules if you don't have the powder. Take it out of the capsules or use the powders. And, right. uh, you know, over Thanksgiving, of course, my job here at Thanksgiving in the United States, it's like the holiday of the year, right? Yes. We had like 35 people over and half of them are sick. Right. And uh, yeah. Everybody got one of those? My espresso machine was on 24-7, just rocking it out, <laughs> making infusions, and, and everybody feels great. Right. You know? Amazing. That's a whole other type of Thanksgiving. Not, yeah, well, we can get the, back into that. <laughs> not, not, not the typical. Okay, so I know we could talk forever, but one last question that I have for you is, what is it with, you know, you wake up in the morning and you think, okay, yeah, I'm feeling better today. And then you kind of do a few things, you go have a rest or whatever, but then by like five o'clock, it like you just heading downhill really fast. I've heard you talk about this before. That's why I'm bringing this up. What happens? Your adrenals take a beating when you're sick Mm -hmm. and it's hard for them to recharge if you're not sleeping. Uh, But the other piece is your body is throwing all the energy it can make at immune support. Right. You don't have energy to go the rest of the distance. Right. Now there is a hack. If you're feeling that way and you have some liposomal NAD or NMN, mm-hmm. uh, that will give you the boost. So coming soon, you and I can talk about it later. There mm. is an NMN capsule coming. Anybody that's dealing in a long haul situation of any kind of virus, whether it's mono, Lyme disease, COVID, flu, you name it, could be malaria, syphilis, we brought that up. Um, NAD, nicotinamide, adenide, dinucleotide. Uh, And on the open market, you'll see it as NMN, which is the available form of that compound. Fascinating. You'll see that from Physica very soon. But that's the secret to gaining energy when you just can't make it. Right. And that's that's why the older we get, the harder it is to get over these things. Yeah, well, that's an absolute thing that that people talk about. I hear my dad talk about that. You know, he's actually about to fly to Australia. It'll take him ages to get over that jet lag. I know people yeah. who fly further now who are even my age in their fifties. Oh, it takes me such a long time to get over the jet lag. Like everything just seems to take a lot longer. So that's, really, added, that's really good to know. Uh, 
we do an infusion cocktail with different vitamins in the office. We have a new infusion clinic because, you know, people won't have time to be sick. Right. And we've recently added NAD to that cocktail. Um, and it's not cheap. It could be upwards of a thousand dollars. However, you feel like you just gained 10 years. Really? So it's one of those, you know, like if you're an entrepreneur and you just can't afford to miss a day. Right. You know, it because works. that that really is the challenge. The challenge is that pressure that you put on yourself to just say, you know what, I am going to take a sick day and I just need to be on the couch. But this has lasted almost all week. Well, I mean, from the beginning when I when it really got me it was probably by about Wednesday, yeah. maybe Tuesday, Tuesday night, the coughathon started. So it feels like it's been going on forever. Well, you know, it's one thing to get through it, but now you're staring down the barrel of feeling almost better. Mm. How long is it going to take to feel better than before? Right. Because in naturopathic medicine, we often refer to as the flu is the great detoxifier. Mm. You know, esoterically, well, what were you hanging on to that you needed to get rid of type of thing? Right. But how do we get you all the way home? Mm -hmm. And the secret is take all your liquid herbs and hot water. Just keep drinking them all day like that. And there's no such thing as really too much when you're talking intrinsics. Right. So layer those in, give the body the energy. Whatever you do with exercise, here's a little mnemonic. Don't forget it because a lot of people want to, you know, exercise their way out of illness. Mm -hmm. If your symptoms are in the head, go ahead. Okay. If the symptoms are in your chest, you've got to rest. But remember that if it hasn't gone to your lungs, go ahead and go for a hike or a run and just kind of, you know, hockey snot your way around the park, clear those sinuses out. Yep. But if it's gone to the chest, call it a day. And in the NHL, it's the same way, you know. Right. They check your pulse ox. If it's going down, you're not skating. Right. Um, okay. So it'll be a little while for me yet then. You'd be surprised. We'll, we'll catch up later today. I'll get you some other cocktail ideas. Okay. Maybe. Not mocktails. We're going full strength here. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> yes. As you, as you were telling me what I should have, uh, what I could have taken this morning, there was uh what was it? Bourbon on the bourbon. list. And yeah. I said, I did not muscle check myself for bourbon. Perhaps that was a mistake. <laughs> well, the old fashioned, well, what I call the old fashioned when I was growing up for the flu was uh, a serving of that stuff called neocitrin. Remember mm. that garbage? Oh. Those oh, hot neocitrin with so a little bit good. of Maker's Mark. It's called <laughs> yeah. le- it was called lem sip in okay. uh, in England. Yeah, my mom used to call it lemon soup. <laughs> well, it had Maker's Mark in it. It was really, good. <laughs> and a little bit of ginger honey. Huh. I mean, and bourbon. That's yeah. that's the cocktail. Yeah. We've been doing this a long time, right? I mean, right. We're from the northern hemisphere. This stuff's going to happen, right? Uh, but remember, vitamin D. Yeah. If you can only do one sunshine, thing. Sunshine D3K2 all day long. And hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Yeah. That's how you beat the chest congestion. Yeah. It's been an interesting process. I'll definitely say that. You really. will get better. Oh, I know. I know. I've doubted it a few times. And like I said, I had to have a, a good chat with my brain and um, and flip the script there to say like, you know, another breath is coming. It's okay. Your body can do this. You are strong. I am strong. I got that from yoga with Adrian. She just, yeah. you're, you're there, you're in a plank. Tell yourself, and powerful. I am strong. My body knows what it's doing. And don't forget and, the homeopathics. Yes. Um, yep. The one everybody talks about at the grocery store that they can't pronounce. Oh, yes. The oscillococcinum. Yeah. And uh, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. But uh, people that take it say it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it won't hurt anything. I know that much. So yeah, you know, give it a go. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for your support to me and also to the support to our lovely loyal listeners for all of this. And I, I, I hope my hope in doing this episode, even though I sound terrible, is that, you know, while I've just gone through this, there's going to be a lot more people dealing with the flu and whether it's you dealing with it or whether it's a family member, then I really hope that this helps you to understand yourself, your body, or you know, or your loved one, because it's, it's, it's a ride. That's for sure. And get some sun. 
All right. So there's so much to digest there. And if you can hear it, my voice is fading fast. So <laughs> I think it probably best to wrap up before I squeak my way through anymore. Maybe I should take over at this point. <laughs> I, I was going to suggest that. And then you can talk through all the different things that I've been doing. But I have a lovely list over on leannephillipson.com where I share about my humidifier, my cold, hot, hot cold showers, castor oil, what I've been drinking, what I've been eating, how much I've been sleeping, and a big long list of all of my supplements. If I go through that, my voice will definitely let me down. So I think we'll just probably leave it there. I hope that sharing my experience helps you and helps you understand what a loved one could be experiencing. Now, I'm not saying that everyone has the same experience Davis said that everybody's experience can definitely be different. And at any time, you must go and seek medical advice. Use your own judgment and your own level of fear and off you go when you feel like you need to. But I hope again that this provides a little bit more knowledge so you don't feel like you're a victim to whatever it is that you happen to have. Please share this with your loved ones, with anyone really who might understand what you might be going through should you get sick over the season, especially the emotional side of this all. You heard me break down in tears because this is it's not easy when you're someone who just keeps on going to just put your hands up and say, okay, all right, I got it. I'm going to stop because it's just I don't know what it is. I don't know what part of my DNA that one is, Chris, but it's in there and it's pretty damn strong. Right. And it's yeah. pretty damn amazing. So le- instead of uh, instead of looking at it as, an, as a negative thing, it's not. Yeah. It's not. It really isn't. Thank goodness for the strength that you do have because we're, we're often surrounded by folks who aren't that strong. And yes, yeah. they lean on you an awful lot. And it's okay to stand still and lean on someone else. Yep to do that so here i go again (laughs) (laughs) well if you need need me to put a cap on this you just you just let me know (laughs) it's all good it's real and vulnerable and that's why i wanted to talk about this we queued dr b up to talk about something else and this morning i said i can't even i don't even you know we got to talk about this because it's real and it's happening and i know that sharing this with everyone is I hope that it's going to help you so much because I could have done with somebody whispering this in my ear earlier in the week. So there's a lot going on in your body. If you're suffering right now and if you're watching someone, just give them a big fat hug just as Chris has done over the Zoom mate. So thank you so much. And of course, as always, deep breath. Please remember to eat this one mouthful at a time. (laughs) 